hopefully by the time you hit 30, you got kids. Just being a bit more mature in your decisions. Definitely being an adult by that point. You know, like a real adult. <laughs> work, a lot of work, like being professional. <laughs> hey, I'm Laura Beth Kewen. I sing in the shower, I love milkshakes. When somebody hands me a baby, I do not know how to hold it. And I'm flirting with 30. Taking all these troubles once again. It's only four weeks to my birthday, so four more episodes until the end of our podcast series. I've got great episodes planned for you about travel and love and life skills. And today's episode, OMG, do I need to have kids? But this is a subject that I don't really want to have a podcast about. I don't really think about having kids all the time. I don't really want to talk about whether I should have children. That seems like a deeply personal conversation, but it is something that all of a sudden people start wondering about at 30 and your peers definitely start doing, doing kid stuff. I spent this morning at a one-year-old's birthday party, so there were babies everywhere. In the spirit of, you never know what's gonna happen in life, I talked to a couple of people about having kids and also tried to draw them out on the most grotesque downsides and obnoxious parts of having kids. The first person I spoke to is the person with the most burdensome child, my mom. She was telling me how great it had been to be in her 30s, so I tried to cramp her style by asking about whether having kids was a burden. Uh, what about those, like, what about those damn kids? Those damn kids? You know, my that, damn kids? Yes, you know, me. <laughs> I was. Wasn't that a nuisance? No. I just felt, it, it's so odd. Now, that probably at the time, no, it, it's so weird. Because I would have told you when I was 19 or 20 that kids are just going to be such a burden. You know, why in the hell would you go ahead and do that? Because it just sounded crazy to me. You were tied to them for the rest of your freaking life. And, uh, you know, they drained money from you. They got to be teenagers where they were unbearable creatures. <laughs> so, but, uh, no. I always felt really blessed with my children. I, um, um, I keep thinking that um, they did really well. I don't know if any of that is attributable to me, but I'll take it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I love them to pieces. I don't know. I didn't think. But no, I never felt burdened by them or kept back or anything. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I do have to say I hated being pregnant. Oh. Just the physical part to be. I hated it. Oh. I was always sick. You know, I spent, uh, let's see, the pregnancy I had for your sister, I, I had morning sickness every day, every day. Every second that I was, every day I was pregnant, from the day I got pregnant, I was in labor with your sister, and I had morning sickness. Uh. I'm busy with contractions, and I want to vomit <laughs> because I'm having morning sickness. It was, oh, and just the physical discomfort, that's just bitching, like, 
I'm all pregnant women feel this way, I think, after. But some people like being pregnant, but I never cared for it. But I loved the end product. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it. it I think um, it must have something to do with your parenting and your um, influence on us that we're all <laughs> that we're I all perfect. So. We're all perfect. I hope mother. so, or non-parenting, however that whatever that style <laughs> might be called. Okay, okay. So she wouldn't admit that having children was a burden, but she did go out of her way to mention another downside of being a woman having kids, which is pregnancy and having to push babies out through your downstairs lady parts. For the second half, I talked to my friend Daniela Biagio. She's the conservation manager at the Wellington Zoo, and she was nice enough to talk to me about her experience of child rearing. Her daughter Sayari just turned one. So you always knew that you wanted to have kids. Do you think it was like a family influence or what do you think put that seed in your mind? Definitely. um, It's just always kind of had that picture and that part of, I think as well, my culture in terms of Latin America or Italian, all of those, that heritage I have, Portuguese, Italian, Argentinian, it's all about big families getting together and family meals and the loudness and the chaos and that I love that and I always wanted that to be part of my life that for me was was a given but yeah I, I guess I like it was more about thinking about that than thinking about getting pregnant or giving birth I'm glad you brought up being pregnant and giving birth because that is probably among the least talked about in my experience and among the most terrifying aspects of having children did it take you by surprise, like, or was it okay? I mean, you don't have to say it was okay if it wasn't. <laughs> it's it's huge, but no, it did take me a little bit by surprise. I hadn't, I had a lot of um, a lot of friends that have had babies and things, but actually, uh, because of the nature of my background, where I've moved around so much, I haven't been around most of them having kids. And it was yeah, just a lot of preparation. A lot of things were very frustrating, like having to pee all the time all the time just having to pee all the time (laughs) not being able to sleep for longer than like an hour and a half because either your hips hurt or you have had to get up and pee again (laughs) but I had a pretty good pregnancy said like that so I was pretty active um all the way through my pregnancy and and I really wanted to go all natural and childbirth but still do it at a hospital and it ended up being quite different. I had an induction at 42 weeks and uh, labor progressed really bizarrely and, and then ended up having to have an emergency C-section. It was the most bizarre experience of my life to be able to like be awake and feel somebody inside your body <laughs> moving your organs around and stuff. And <laughs> Say what? (laughs) I don't know. Apparently, I don't know what a C-section is. So the C-section, they actually, um, you need to be awake because you're going to be like, well, ideally, you need to be awake so you can take care of your child after they're born. As soon as they're born. Yeah, and you can feed them and stuff. So um, they numb you from your torso down, but you're still able to feel. So you don't have pain, but you're able to feel, which is a very interesting sensation in its own. and because we had had labor for a couple of hours, um, they needed to move her out of the birth canal, 
Shimande had to move her around to try to lift her out of the birth canal and then pull her out. Um, so you can feel all of that happening inside your body. <laughs> so Laura's face is really, really interesting at the moment. So it was, it, it was definitely the most bizarre, I think, physical experience yeah. that I've ever gone through. Brilliant. That's the stuff of nightmares, Danny. <laughs> Look, at the end of the day, whatever labor you have, if everything goes well, you have a beautiful child, and that's the only thing that matters once you get through. It's like you, you just look at your baby and you're like, sweet. This is it. This is what I wanted. <laughs> and now it's like the more long-term thing of like having to like create a person, like raise a person. Like, yeah. Do you think about that and like get freak out about it? All the time. <laughs> Like, you're actually the most influential person in shaping somebody's values and morals and attitudes and health. and like So everything, you know, from, like, their fitness, um, their attachment to nature, their political views. And yet they also have, like, pr- strong personalities. And it's just from very early age you start seeing... Uh, personalities coming through which is really awesome because you realize that it's not just your job but that they're actually going to tell you what they need uh okay so if someone wasn't sure about having kids or hadn't thought about it before do you think that there's going to be like a magical um switch that's going to flick in their mind so that they'll know when they're ready or it's right no <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I think it's important that whatever decisions you make, you are true to yourself and true to what you believe in. There's definitely the best thing I've done, I think, is have Sayari. See, like, in terms of feeling like you've done something good, um, it feels like a bit of a cop out because it's cool because they're cool, not because of you. <laughs> it's taking their credit. But it's just the most amazing and rewarding thing I've ever done. And I think, you know, we have millions of years of evolution and that's just probably my geeky background coming through, but telling us to reproduce. So everything in our systems has been wired to actually get satisfaction out of this process and to want to do it. Have you ever heard evolutionary biology sound so sweet? Taking all these troubles once again. I tried to get my guests to talk about the downsides of child rearing and the gross things and the scary parts, but mostly they just wanted to talk about how they really like their kids. And it's nice to hear that if you undertake life's scariest, grossest project, you get something really cool. A unique little person who loves you. Thank you so much for listening to Flirting with 30 today. Our theme music is by Martin Andrews and the B-Sides. Find it on Bandcamp. Flirting with 30 is on Facebook. But I don't care if you go on Facebook. Social media is a wasteland. What I really want you to do is subscribe to the podcast through iTunes or whatever podcasting app you like to use on your phone. If you have an iPhone, the app comes on your phone. It's a little purple icon that says podcasts. If you have an Android, go to your Play Store, type in podcasts. You'll find a free app 
where you can download my episodes for free once a week and a bunch of other great audio. Check it out. It's the best part of technology, way better than Facebook. Stay tuned for a preview of next week's episode, Flirting with 30. We'll get through this together. Taking on my troubles once again It's fruit from their poison tree Used to know what it was to be But now it don't know anything One more time One more time One more time That's all Next week on the podcast, I chat to my flatmate. Well, it's a really like interesting life skill and not everyone has that. My mum confuses me about adulthood. What's the difference between a dishcloth and a tea towel? Well, the tea towels are for wiping the dishes after you wash them, right? Essentially. Yeah. And we talk about money. OMG, do I have life skills? <laughs> <laughs>